What's going on guys? Welcome back to episode 15 of Dime Dropper. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast as well as Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify as well as Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. So guys, here we are after games four and five. You heard my last episode and I was talking about how the heat needed to have Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson make some shots. And in game four, it's crazy because they actually did make some shots. Tyler Hero, 8 of 18 from the field, 21 points, 7 boards, 3 assists. Very good game. Duncan Robinson, 4 of 7, 17 points. Very good game. You know, Jimmy Butler, 22, 10, and 9. I thought it was a good game seeing Bam Adebayo come back. Um, I think the Heat did so many things well. And the Lakers, and this is my thing about the Lakers, as I said before, and I don't know if I did mention this in my last episode, but this is the worst championship Laker team I've ever seen because there's just so many stretches within the game that they just seem to like either go cold or lose focus. or And the main thing, and it starts from the top once again, as I always say, LeBron and AD, they just don't seem to want to kill their opposition. They want to beat them. And I've always said that about LeBron. And I think in game five, he had uh, he had that, you know, LeBron, the when LeBron's in his version of killer mode, uh, look on his face in game five. But in game four, it's like, you guys just lost to a team without Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic. Your first inclination in game four should be, we're going to kill these guys. We're going to destroy them. We're not going to even give them hope. This was a tie game with... Six and a half left. Like it was a KCP got the got the momentum going early, like more so than AD and LeBron. I mean, AD, LeBron made some nice passes. Did his you know getting people involved early, which is good. But AD needs to be more assertive. You know, this is. I mean, I've been saying you know best player in the league potentially. He's got to be more assertive. Like Jay Crowder's guarding him. Jimmy Butler's guarding him at times. Like get in the mid post. And dominate. And there were so many possessions where I was watching it with one of my friends who we'll have later on the on the podcast at some point. But and there he's like, this Laker team just isn't hungry. Like they're they're not hungry enough. You gotta kill these dudes. They're they're a good team, Miami, but they're not anything crazy. Like this is this is the finals. And this Miami Heat team, as good as they are, we've seen a lot better teams in the past. And for this to be a tie game with six and a half left, is just it was too nervy and there were three huge, and I think if you're, if you're looking at this from a Heat fan perspective, I think there's nothing more to this game than we didn't execute at the end of the game, meaning they didn't get enough rebounds at the end of the game. Um, Rondo got an offensive rebound in which LeBron had two free throws of to make the game 87-83 to here in game four. And then KCP got an offensive rebound, AD missed, and LeBron got a rebound of that, and that was two more free throws. So just right there, four points that could have easily been prevented. That being said, the Heat did make it a two-point game with 340 to go in the game. And then LeBron made a nice play where he got a nice rebound, and actually a nice rebound. Went up the court, little kick to KCP. And KCP, to hit the shot, to make it 93-88, and then 95-88 on a drive, it's just unbelievable. KCP, the guy that had been slandered, and including myself, I thought this guy was trash 
in 2018. And even last year, not great enough. And it once again goes to show, especially LeBron, I think, offensively, has really kept his confidence going. I mean, the guy is a talent, but I think getting... See, with most guys with LeBron, I say he puts people in boxes. Whereas... But with KCP, he needed to be put in a box. He needed somebody to tell him, yo, you're going to get these certain shots. You're not just going to go ISO and think that you're fucking an all-star here. You're going to be a role player and you're going to be a good one. And he's been phenomenal. I mean, those points were so big. And then, of course, Anthony Davis hits the dagger to make it 100-91 to and finish the job. I do think LeBron kind of sealed, as much as I hate to say it, his finals MVP in Game 4. Because he made some key plays in the fourth quarter and got to the line and was aggressive to put his team over the top. But to me, that's the bare minimum. Like, they skinned by that game. Skinned. Like, 102-96 was the final score. And you look at the Lakers' statistics. I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron only shot 16 times each. One, Anthony Davis finished with 22. LeBron finished with 28, 12, and 8. Six turnovers, though. So we know the assist-to-turnover ratio wasn't that good. AD was plus 17. LeBron was the only starter in the negatives. But once again, I don't pay too much attention to plus-minus. I still think LeBron, you could argue, was the player of the game. KCP, on the other hand, with 15 points on 6 of 12. And Danny Green, 10 points on 4 of 8. So both of them played well in Game 4. And LeBron... I mean, he did well, but once again, I think the stats are a little inflated uh, once more. And 16 shots for LeBron and AD is not dominating your opposition. Now, I haven't seen the game, 2001 Finals Game 2, but I'd assume that after Iverson came into their house and won that game, mind you, there's no road games here for these guys, They would Kobe and Shaq probably came out the next game and was like, we're going to pummel these guys. That's the type of aggression I want from a team that, you know, not just a championship team, but I guess a team that I want to consider an all-time great team. I mean, right now, these dudes have injuries, and this game was crying for Goran Dragic. Crying, because the Heat really needed that one extra guy. And in the fourth quarter, when Goran has been so good in pick and roll, so good in getting shots late in games and making tough ones, they needed that. And I really, truly believe that this series would be 2-2 without, um, with Goran healthy. Maybe 3-2 as we segue into Game 5. And oh boy, guys. I mean, yesterday, all I could see on social media, all I could see everywhere was, tonight's the night. Where's LeBron going to rank once he wins this title? And I'm seeing, oh, he's passed this guy already once he's won. Because everyone thinks, you know, he's already won. Uh, Hashtag Lakers in 5. We're doing it for Kobe tonight. Mamba uniforms, undefeated. Friday night in LA. Everybody getting ready to celebrate. But oh, and including, you know what I said? I said Lakers in 5-2 on my last episode. But oh boy, was I wrong. And oh boy, am I happy to be wrong. Because the Miami Heat were just not going to go down without a fight, huh? I mean, are you kidding me? The fight of this team, they are the most inspired together team in the NBA today. They don't lose concentration for 48 minutes, which is exactly why I think they're the, you know, most well-coached team, and I know this is a little bit of a stretch, but I have nothing to prove to you otherwise that when healthy, possibly the best team, maybe, because they just have this consistent energy and focus about them through 48 minutes on both ends of the floor. They don't waver. You have This is the type of team, once again, kind of like the San Antonio used to be. You have to beat the Heat. You're not. They're not, not gonna. They're not gonna just defeat themselves. You're have. You're gonna have to beat them, and you're gonna have to play well and play consistently throughout the whole game. You can't have lapses in concentration. But because the Lakers, I mean, the Heat are a little shorthanded, and the Lakers do have the two best players 
I'm going to say arguably in the series because I know it sounds insane to say that AD or that Jimmy Butler could be better than AD, but I'm going to reserve judgment till the end of the series to say something on that because this guy, and once again, guys, I've been saying it all playoffs long. Now do you believe me that he could have scored 25 points whenever he wanted when he could have been the ball-dominant guy that everybody wants to see? If you want to prove, if Jimmy, see, this is what I cannot stand about this modern era of fans is we haven't seen this style of leadership before. The I'm gonna just do it when I need to do it, but when I when I don't need to, I'm gonna let my boys eat. I'm gonna let just because people are creating their own shots for them doesn't mean that other players. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Just because players are creating their own shots and capable of doing it doesn't mean that a guy on the court isn't making them a better basketball player. Jimmy Butler, as I've said this whole playoffs, has made everyone better, and he is capable of doing and being a ball-dominant, heavy guy when he needs to be, and that's what he's showing in this playoffs and in this finals, which has been absolutely unbelievable, what he did last night and how many minutes he played to do it. I mean, this is straight out of the 80s right here. 40, I want to see how many minutes this guy played. 45 minutes, uh, uh, oh, sorry, that was game three. But this dude, 47 minutes. That means he didn't play only one minute of the game. 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. And what an entertaining game it was yesterday. I mean, neck to neck the entire way. It was only a one-point game after one, a four-point heat lead at the half, and then a six-point heat lead going into the third. But throughout the game, as you saw on my YouTube channel, I did post a little like halftime reaction kind of thing. I did still expect for the Lakers to bring it home. And once again, it goes to show that, you know, as great as the Heat played, they played desperately. And I think that there was a lot of... LeBron James seemed to play with a little bit of desperation, with a little bit of a closeout mindset. He did. I saw it from the look on his face before the tip-off. I saw it in the, his body language and the way he was playing. But I didn't see that same intensity from AD. And this is what I'm crying for. If AD really wants to be the best player in the NBA, he needs to stop thinking like, yo, it's LeBron's team, he's LeBron James, and I'm going to help him get there. No, this is your team now. You need to have that mindset. 15 shots is not going to get it done. 9 of 15, 28 and 12, I, that sounds incredible statistically, and three steals and three blocks. I mean, the, here's the thing about AD. AD on defense in game four guarded Jimmy Butler the whole game and really messed with him. Like, Jimmy Butler was afraid to penetrate on Anthony Davis. I mean, his defensive impact never wavers, and you can never get mad at him for that. I mean, you literally have—we don't praise him enough for it because we're so in obsessed with this infatuation in statistics and offense in today's NBA because now it's become more of an offense league. Anthony Davis's defense that he literally anchors the entire team and basically has possessions where he switches onto everyone and plays defense for 20 seconds of the shot clock doesn't get enough credit because it doesn't go in the stat sheet for contesting a shot and guarding a guy for 20 seconds, guarding multiple guys for 20 seconds at that. And Anthony Davis was also awesome in starting the run in the fourth quarter yesterday with playing defense on apparently every single person on the court, and it was starting to get the Lakers some easy buckets in transition to start that fourth quarter, and it started with AD's defense. He was taking over the game defensively, and you can do that. Um, but yeah, 15 shots is not going to get it done. I mean, with the guys that's guarding him, like Jay Crowders of the world. I mean, he's already, I've seen him. I saw him score yesterday on Bam Adebayo. But that's not to say that I think he needs to get the ball and be aggressive against Bam all the time. But when he's got a guy that's under the height of 6'8", 
every time you've got to be aggressive. You know, if you want to be, I'm seeing people say like, oh, he has a chance to be considered one of the greatest power forwards of all time. If Kevin McHale or Dirk Nowitzki or Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan saw Jay Crowder on them in a possession, they're going straight to the block and asking for the ball. And I'm not even asking AD to get on the block. Get in the mid post, man. You're amazing. Like every time I see AD catch the ball at the three-point line, I know the possession's going to end horribly. Every time. He gets the ball, he tries, and oh, Andre Iguodala was guarding him for possessions last night. One of the best defenders I've definitely ever seen. But when you want to take Iggy off the dribble at the three-point line, you're totally giving him the advantage. You're totally giving him the advantage. Mid-post, maybe no dribbles, or a one-dribble pull, maybe a turnaround. Like, use your size. And I sound like a broken record because I've been saying it since the beginning of my podcast about the current NBA and the lack of using your size. Anyway... I thought LeBron was awesome. Throughout the game, he had this mentality that was, I'm trying to get this shit done. I want to win my chip. 40 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 turnovers, but 3 steals, and 15 of 21 from the field and 6 of 9 from 3. However, he can go 6 of 9 from 3 and then go 4 of 6 at the foul line, whereas Anthony Davis hasn't missed a free throw the entire series, just to throw it out there. Um, and this goes to show my point about one thing I was noticing as the game was going on is once again, another game where the Lakers didn't seem to be able to create any separation. Once again, telling me that as great as this heat team is, this Laker team is not as special as championship Laker teams of the past at all. And they're playing once again at a neutral site. Um, so no excuses at all when you're playing at a neutral location to not create separation on this team that's hampered by their 21 points per game score in the playoffs not being yet, not being there. So let's get down to the to, down to what everybody wants to hear and what everyone's been talking about is the game came down to the absolute wire and LeBron in the last couple of possessions seemed to was was about to will his team over the finish line it seemed but Jimmy Butler was just not having it. It was awesome. It was like seeing, you know, a classic duel of the Titans. Uh, one throws a punch, the other responds. It was awesome. It was great superstar basketball like we've seen in the past. Um, one thing I will say, though, about the Heat is Duncan Robinson was just phenomenal yesterday. 26 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 7 of 13 from 3. Tyler Hero was okay. I think he was pretty good. 12 points, 4 of 11. Kendrick Nunn was fantastic off the bench. The Heat only went 7 deep. Kelly Olynyk didn't play. Myers Leonard didn't play. Only Iguodala and Kendrick Nunn played. And Kendrick Nunn had 14 points, 4 boards, and 3 assists on 6 of 11 from the field and 0 turnovers. As a team, the Heat only had 13 turnovers, and that will be is going to, more often than not, Get you the job done when you have performances like that. Bam Adebayo missed some absolute chippies, though, at the rim. I know he's not fully healthy, but it could have been a little better from him. But if as a team, the Miami Heat shot 95% from the foul line, which is fantastic, 42% from three. So the Heat made their shots. They executed. They kept moving the ball, playing Miami Heat basketball, getting the best shot almost every time down the court. The Lakers only turn the ball over two more times. Like, here's, this is the thing about the Lakers, guys. I said they didn't have a very good game in game four, but I think they had a very good game in game five, to be honest, outside of AD, who his stat line looks good, but everybody wants to talk about... I mean, here's the thing. AD was great defensively. He had a good game, but he... Once again, everyone wants to put the blame on the last shot. So let's get to the last shot, right? They're exchanging baskets. LeBron's starting to seem like he's going to will his team across the finish line, like... 
all the all-time great players do. And then what happens with... So just to give you guys some background, the Lakers made a run to start the fourth quarter. Danny Green was the one that initially made the three to start that run. And then he had some, I don't know if it was at the end of the shot clock or just a horrible shot from the right wing. He airballed. And then he got another look at a three and missed. So then Vogel pulled him out of the game, I think for Caruso instead. And then on the last play, Vogel brought him back in the game because he's Danny Green and he has a history of making big shots down the stretch like we saw with San Antonio for so many years. Now, it's easy to say in hindsight that Vogel made the wrong decision, but Danny Green gets out there, and he's having an okay game for his standards this season, and we get down to it. One-on-one, LeBron James for the win. What's going to happen? And let's, let me just say this about LeBron. is He had an amazing game, but he had three turnovers in the fourth quarter, he didn't have that much to do with their their run that brought him back in the game in that beginning of the fourth. It was AD mostly on defense and a lot of role players making shots. And, but, you know, he did, he was about to be the reason that they did win the game, LeBron James, but the run, he started out the fourth quarter poorly. He turned the ball over three times. And it tells me, once again, if you look at his whole game, his worst quarter was the fourth quarter. Which... I'm not going to, you know, go into more because I don't want to nitpick on a great performance, but (laughs) you guys can figure out where I'm going with that one. However, LeBron gets the ball at the end of the game, and he wants that pick and roll. He wants the high pick and roll with Danny Green. He doesn't want to take Jimmy Butler one-on-one. So instead, he he, because LeBron, he loves making reads out of the pick and roll. I mean, that's his bread and butter. He doesn't, he's not the best ISO scorer in the world, as I said. He, He relies on simply the, you know, are you giving me enough room to shoot a jumper? If you're too close to me, I'm just going to line drive all the way to the rim. You know, he doesn't have many moves. Uh, he doesn't have a contested pull off the dribble. That's not his game. And when I say contested, I mean real contest, not under the screen and a guy gets a hand up at the end, which is what a lot of his threes come from. Or, you know, one-on-one against the big guy and they're sagging off and begging him to drive to try to come at them a little bit. And, you know, he takes the jumper. I'm talking about against, you know, wings his position, shooting over them like a Jimmy Butler. He's not taking a jumper off the dribble, Kobe Jordan style. That's not him. So he gets the pick and roll. He goes to the corner. He doesn't try. He tries to, I guess, kind of turn the corner on Duncan Robinson as the second defender. But Bam Adebayo comes and triple teams him in the corner or going downhill. Now, I see the pass made, and I'm like, you know what? Good luck. Danny Green, open for three, misses. Am I surprised? No. Not one bit. And we heard Who's the Goat podcast when I made. How many times have we said LeBron James passing up the last shot, you know, because he's a pass-first guy and all that. He's making the right basketball play. You know, in a situation like that, yeah, it was the right basketball play. If it was a Game 7, that is not the right basketball play. And this is what I need to... The reason why I'm not going to go too far into why... LeBron passed it up and this and that is because Danny Green gets paid $15 million a year to hit open threes. He's made them so many times in his career with San Antonio. LeBron trusted his teammate there, as we've seen so many times throughout the course of his career, trusting his teammates for the open shot and the last shot, and it didn't fall. And Danny Green choked. Danny Green choked. But once again, guys, I understand the frustration with Danny Green. I, I, I was easy on him a little bit in the last episode. You know what? He's pretty trash right now. He's pretty trash uh, shooting the ball. 
But once again, if you're going to boil this down to one possession of Danny Green missing a three, you're being the wrong type of fan, guys. This is about the stars. When you have the two best players on the court, you don't lose the game. Or I'm sorry, when you lose the game, it's on them first. And Anthony Davis wasn't aggressive enough throughout the game. Now let's say it. LeBron James, I was thinking to myself, throughout the game, he's 15 of 21. The guy is not missing. Why is he only shooting 21 times? Why does he shoot 30 times? If you're that hot, if you're scorching hot like LeBron is, shooting 6 of 9 from 3, and you're only shooting, you know, 21 times, like, I understand you want to keep your teammates involved. You want to keep your teammates going. You want Kuzma to take 10 shots, and he was poor. You want KCP to take 15 shots, and he was good, 16 points. You want Danny Green to take 8 shots. No. This is, you know what's going to happen if he goes off and shoots 30 shots and scores 50? The series is over. There's finals MVP. That's it. Everybody, you, you, you don't need to get your teammates involved anymore. You got your teammates rings now. It's over. Because, and that's why I said in my last episode that LeBron James does not have a scorer's mentality. He scores sporadically throughout the game. But when he's hot like that, you need to keep shooting. Finish them. Like make them double, like make them just like double you because they have no other options. That's what they need, he needs to do. And he just keeps playing it in the flow of the game. In my opinion, the right basketball play varies throughout a game. First of all, making the right pass to a Danny Green like that and when you're triple teamed is the right play in the second quarter. It may be the right play debatably in game five of the finals too. In game seven of the finals, even next game if something like that happens, no, 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 no. Either the ball should go to Anthony Davis for the win because he's the best scorer on the team, or when LeBron has the hot hand, he needs to force something. No, I saw Kobe do it for years. I know how many times he missed, but there's a reason why he's considered one of the clutchest players to play the game. Because at the end of the day, when you play like that, you want the ball in your hands, not Danny Green's. But LeBron James has done this throughout his career, so I'm not surprised. I'm not going to be critical. If anyone deserves the least amount of blame for last night, it's LeBron James. I really stand by that. However, all I see on Twitter is, and I'm still off Twitter, by the way, but all I see is, if you if you think that he should have shot that, you don't know basketball. You know, we're seriously starting to see who knows basketball, who thinks he should have taken the shot. Shut the fuck up. No, you're soft. You're soft Gen Z mentality that you need to always do the right thing. No, you know what the right thing is sometimes? is being a selfish fuck who thinks that he's the best player in the world like he is and shoot the shot and say, you know what, y'all? I'm the one who got us here, not you. But you know what? LeBron doesn't have that in him. But that's okay because he's probably still going to win the championship. I just think that, once again, this Laker team ain't that good. I stand by what I said. I would take year 17 Kobe over this LeBron. I still stand by everything. He's fantastic. But the best player in the NBA this year is not as good as in previous years. It's not. And Anthony Davis is the same. He's timid as shit. He's so timid. Like, this series should have been done. It should have been brooms after the injuries, but it's not anymore. And I know people may think I'm not giving the Heat enough credit. You've been hearing me talk all year, all playoffs since these podcasts. I've been saying how great I think the Heat are. My initial prediction for this series was Lakers in six, and I'm going to be right, it seems. But that's not, I was wrong in terms of, I did adjust my pick after the injuries. I thought the Lakers would sweep them probably. So, but before the injuries, yes, I did think Lakers in six. You heard me in the episode. But, like, you know what LeBron should have done, if we're being really honest? Fuck the screen. ISO, 
four flat, one-on-one against Jimmy. He's not going to shoot a contested jumper because he's down one. He doesn't trust his contested jumper because he's not good at it. So what he's going to do is he's going to go line drive all the way to the basket. And you know what's going to happen there is they're going to rotate and they're going to force him to kick it out. And you know what? If he drives and kicks and shoots it, you know it's okay. Live with it. But when you bring a screen over like that, you you know they're going to blitz you. We watched the series. Have you noticed what they do when every time they do a LeBron high pick and roll with Duncan Robinson? Duncan comes and shows. They basically double him. And then the three-point shooter is open for a second. And sometimes Jimmy will drop. No, what happens is Duncan comes up and shows. Jimmy drops for a second just in case LeBron wants to turn the corner on Duncan and go downhill. But they leave the three-point shooter open almost every single time. Every time. And LeBron kind of like waits a little bit and then makes his move. But every time that they've run that pick and roll with D- Duncan Robinson, he sh- he like they blitz him for a second, and Danny Green's always left open for three. So if that you know what's gonna happen, I don't know if that's Vogel that's making the call or if that's LeBron making the call, but you know that they're gonna throw two at you when he when they, when you run pick and roll, as opposed to an isolation when yeah they'll throw two at you when you're making your move. Um, and even then, I looked at the play again today, and LeBron still could have shot it. It would have been a four guys around him, but I've seen him make that runner so many times. But it's okay, because the Lakers are still going to win the series in six. I'm just letting y'all know right now, my opinion is not going to change based on result, because I'm seeing exactly what I've said all year. I'm seeing exactly what I've said, and exactly what I think about LeBron, AD. AD is disappointing me, but I'm not going to lie. But we got to give a lot of credit to the Miami Heat, man. This is an unbelievable team overall in terms of their fight, their performance, and Laker fans... I'm not sorry that you guys didn't get to party last night. In fact, I'm exactly I'm very happy that you guys are nervous for tomorrow because I felt the same way. However, you guys, unlike me, are gonna have the champagne at the end, and I'm not. So it is what it is. Uh, that's all I gotta say about games five and six. I didn't want to keep it too. Uh, I didn't want to go too long. Um, people are going too crazy about LeBron passing it up. I think so too. You know, it, it's a million ways to slice the pie. The whole thing about LeBron is though he's done it his whole career, so we know the deal. I know what I think about him. Everyone knows the same. If you want to keep giving it to Danny Green, fine by me. Danny Green needs to hit that shot, though. Absolutely no excuses at all. He needs to hit it. Um, but at the end of the day, the game shouldn't have been that close. When LeBron's shooting that well, I don't get... He needs to do what he did against the Warriors sometimes. 50 points, just finish the game. Like, just pump. Like, when you are hitting that much, why don't you just have, like, a historic performance? Like, yeah, that would have been historic, I guess, but a historic scoring night, why not? Instead of your 40-point triple-doubles. And he finished with 40, 13, and 7. So, it is what it is. Danny Green was 3 of 8 with 8 points. Kuzma needs to be a little better. I think he needs to start start taking a little more variety of shots, though, not just four threes, you know? A little too many threes, corner threes. Rondo wasn't great either yesterday. That's the one thing, that you're going to get a better performance from him next game, but... It is what it is, guys. Let me know what you think of the episode. Please hit me up. Do not forget to do it. Please text me, Instagram, Facebook. Take a couple minutes out of your day to hit me up. Um, Let me know what you think. I think it's going to be Lakers in six, and the celebration is just prolonged for a bit. Peace.